0: The average American is eating a lot of dairy, and so they're probably already getting the calcium they need. So if you're having the calcium, but you're not having the vitamin D, and importantly, if you're not having the vitamin K, You can be intaking large amounts of calcium, but guess what? That calcium is now being directed to your arteries and you're getting calcification and you're getting kidney stones. You need the vitamin K, which is rich in your green vegetables. So if you're just having the standard American diet, you're slamming back your conventional milk, but you're not eating your greens, well guess what? The calcium is not gonna get directed into the bones.
1: We have a special announcement at the end of today's episode and I am so excited about this you guys. So make sure you listen to the very end because today we are talking all about autoimmune protocol, the paleo diet, what is an AIP diet, why you need certain vitamins and minerals to facilitate calcium and that just taking a calcium supplement isn't necessarily what you need for bone health plus so much more. I'm joined by the founder of Paleo On The Go and his colleagues and we discuss just so many things about autoimmune as well as the whole mental and emotional aspect. So if you are one to suffer with any kind of autoimmune condition, this is the episode for you. Send it to those that are also suffering and of course stay till the very end because this announcement is huge. You guys already know this, but you are listening to the Digest This Podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get right into the episode. All my regular listeners know that each month I give away amazing quality goods to those that simply rate and review the podcast. And so for the month of October, I'm giving away giant pale buckets of Artisana Organics organic chocolate spreads, plus their seasonal gingerbread pecan butters to three of my listeners. You guys heard me. I'm dishing out giant buckets of basically a healthier version of Nutella that's organic certified, palm oil-free, cashew cocoa spread just in time for all your holiday baking. If you were to buy this online, one pail would cost you $58 just for one bucket of this delicious chocolate spread. That just goes to show how much volume this pail truly contains and what you'll be getting. Plus, I'm also going to include two extra jars of Artisana Organics Seasonal Gingerbread Pecan Spread. You can only get from them directly. This is not sold in stores. So, three of my listeners will receive over $80 worth of quality organic nut butters. And all you have to do is rate and review this podcast and I will be reaching out to you on Instagram if chosen. So be sure you leave your IG handle in your review. Good luck. Okay, you guys, listen up. If you have the following symptoms such as constipation or diarrhea, anxiety, sugar or alcohol cravings, poor immune system, compulsive or disordered eating, low muscle mass, poor wound healing, slow recovery after workouts, heartburn or acid reflux, or digestive issues like colitis, IBS, diverticulitis, Crohn's, celiac disease, or symptoms from food sensitivities, taking L-glutamine could be beneficial. L-glutamine is one of the most important nutrients for a healthy digestive tract because of its ability to maintain the integrity of the intestinal wall. This amino acid, which is the most abundant amino acid in our body, helps heal all human tissues, especially those irritated tissues in the digestive tract. It's also been known as the calming amino acid since it's very effective at reducing anxiety, as well as sugar and alcohol cravings. Even progressive addiction treatment centers will use it to help reduce cravings. Plus get this you guys, in a 2011 study published in the Yonsei Medical Journal found that glutamine supports the immune system and it's especially beneficial for patients in the hospital and those fighting viruses or overwhelming infections. Your entire immune system immune system is protected from the toxic environment by your gut barrier and if that barrier gets damaged you will get sick and create an overactive immune system producing inflammation throughout the body thankfully a damaged gut lining can be reversed and can be accomplished by getting enough gut healing nutrients such as L glutamine Clinically, medical professionals have found this to be true with their clients and I myself have experienced the benefits. That's why I created my very own L-glutamine powder under Bethany's Pantry. This powder is pure without any additives, fillers, flavorings, gums, or unnecessary ingredients. The ingredients are literally just one, L-glutamine. It's vegan, paleo, keto, and tasteless, so you can literally just add it to a glass of water, stir for five seconds, and sip without tasting anything. This amino acid also works well in smoothies mixed in yogurt. I've even added it to my guacamole. It dissolves instantly and you can't even tell it's there and your body will thank you from all the benefits you're giving it to fully heal in the area you need healing or just boosting your immune system in prep for the upcoming flu season. Guys, I am so proud to finally offer a clean L-glutamine powder I can fully recommend. If you want a bag, just go to NewZest-USA.com slash Bethany's Pantry where you'll find this plus all my other Bethany's Pantry items. Again, go to NewZest-USA.com slash Bethany's Pantry. That's N-U-Z-E-S-T-USA.com slash Bethany's Bethany's Pantry. I'll also leave that link in today's show notes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is a very special interview because we have three people on the show. So let's see how this goes. So this is a four-way conversation here. And why don't you guys all introduce yourself?
2: Sure. I can start. Um, My name is Dave Brody. I started Paleo On The Go. I had I had my own health challenges started starting pretty young, and I w- was searching for answers. Eventually, led me to like a paleo diet, and in 2012, actually, I started paleo on the go. I, I kind of had the idea because it's tough. Like when when you're feeling sick, it's tough to cook for yourself, and there weren't too many resources back then. So you know what I made was was pretty terrible. So I thought like it'd be great to have a chef. So I, I kind of made that happen. And started a business that would, that would um, you know, help me out with that, but help other people who are suffering from the same thing. And, you know, 12 years later, you know, our customer feedback is still a huge motivator.
1: Yeah. Well, and I want to get into that of, of why you started, obviously, Paleo on the Go and a little bit more deeper and how your health journey kind of started, began, ended. But Lauren, can you introduce yourself as well? Yeah, of course. So I'm part of the marketing team at Paleo On The Go, and
3: um, I was very gravitated towards the company, um, really because of my passion for holistic health. So about a decade ago, when I turned 18, I was diagnosed with PCOS. Um, and the imbalance of my hormones was affecting everything from you know my emotional health, my mental health, um, And then it was also all over my face with cystic acne. And, you know, at the time I was just starting college and that's hard enough. You know what I mean? Coming of age is hard enough. And when you're dealing with all of that kind of inner turmoil that that can um, really prompt was hard. And um, the doctors and the specialists that I was seeing, um, they wanted to put me on birth control to quote unquote, regulate my hormones yeah. and mask my symptoms. And um, I knew in my like heart and soul that that wasn't the right journey for me. And I think that really prompted me to kind of gets the root cause of my symptoms, which for me was gut health. It was addressing dysbiosis, leaky gut syndrome, educating myself um, and really being my own advocate um, in that arena and um, it's hard. I feel like gut health is such a trendy topic right now and it's one trend that I'm here for, like let it stay forever, please. But you know, 10 years ago, I think it was more of an up and coming thing and um, I had to do a lot of digging and radically change my diet, you know, eliminate dairy um, and just kind of be more mindful about what I ate, um, eliminating
1: dairy, processed foods. A lot of people like at least back in the day, at least today it's, it's more known that gut health does affect other areas. But back in the day, like if you had skin issues, they were just treating the topical Issue. It was just topical creams, uh, you know what I mean? Harsh chemicals and things like that. And where they really were just like kind of putting a band aid on it. 100%. And so thankfully, nowadays, a lot of more people are aware that skin issues in particular could be stemmed from underlying issues in the gut and things like that. speaks to your point
3: of um, the gut skin axis and, you know, the gut brain axis. And it is the truth of the matter is, is that in my opinion, how I feel the genesis of our health and how we present in the world is represented by the state of our gut um, as kind of, that's that's where I'm at right now with, with my mindset on it. And I know Wonderful. everyone shares that sentiment here. Um, so I do wanna say I'm really grateful to even have the opportunity to talk with such brilliant minds and people that I look up to, um,
1: so yeah. Thank you for having me here today. Awesome. Um, well, and then Lindsay, last but not least, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you.
0: And that comment that you just made, Lauren, resonates so hard with me when you said the way we present ourselves and the world resonates in the gut because I even think about it in a deep level, like how you're able to execute in your career with your work, because if you don't feel good, you can't bring your all to your family, to your work, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're not right in your gut, it spills over into every area of your life. And so I'm super passionate about that. And what I'm hearing from everyone here and Bethany, from what I know of your story, which is truly inspirational, is that we're all united by this theme of we had some serious health challenges and we were so determined to find answers in a world that at the time you know wasn't readily providing those answers more so the band-aid solutions right and so my background is in meteorology and i worked for tv stations in florida in missouri and texas doing meteorology and throughout that time, I was very, very sick. And I had to learn the best I could to manage that career, struggling with all the labels that I got slapped with from autoimmune conditions, Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, kind of all wrapped up in one there, PCOS, like you, Lauren. Um, I basically, I would have hormone panels run to find out that my hormone levels had dropped to that of like a 60-year-old woman. I wasn't getting my cycle. I didn't have it for 10 years. And it was... It was a big problem. I was waking up in the middle of the night, drenched in sweat. It was almost like I was going through menopause, essentially is I think what was happening to me at 23. I have since reversed that. I, my hormones are good, right, <laughs> and uh, it's it's funny. Like females hate that time of the month. I love that time of the month. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm healthy. I celebrate <laughs> every month, and so. But it's been such a journey, and I am so grateful for the journey, because I wouldn't have the same passion that I do today. And just yesterday, I was talking with a client, and he really struggles with depression. And I struggled with that too, you know, when your hormones are all off whack. And Lauren, you even mentioned that when your hormones are not cooperating with your body, like you don't feel right. And mentally, the gut brain connection. If your gut is off, your mental state is highly likely to be off. And they've done research that shows if it's not off yet, if your mental state is not off yet and your gut is off, it's pretty much just a matter of time before, you know, they're both off. And so I was definitely feeling that. And uh he was like, you know, it's it's really hard. And he was trying to Helped me to understand. I said, no, I get it. If my hormones were the same as where your levels were at, I would be thinking, acting, and feeling the same way you are. You know, our hormones run the show. So it's helped me to relate to clients and it's given me such a passion. So I did go back to school to study functional medicine, nutrition. And I incorporate that um, in my personal training because I'm a certified personal trainer as well. So I do I do both. I do certified personal training and work um, as a nutrition coach. My degree will be finalized at the start of next year. So Wonderful. I'm not official yet, but soon to be. And so thank you, Bethany, for having us on today because I truly do believe, I, I always say this, but I truly do believe that if we can all come together and spread this message, then we have a chance to start to turn around the direction that our world is heading and all the sickness and disease that's developing.
1: Yeah, well, and I think we all can can relate in some way that so many diseases, they're not seen. It, you almost feel like there's an, an invisible disease because you could be suffering inside, you could, your hormones could be crazy, whatever the case may be. And the average person from the outside looking at you could be like, well, you look fine, you look healthy, like what's the deal like get on with your life. And here you're like, I have brain fog. I can't think. And I I feel like so many people are just not heard even by their doctors. You know, like sometimes labs can come back and they're totally normal. And someone's gut is like, no, like there's obviously something wrong. So Dave, uh, I kind of want to go back to you and how what, what was going on when you were having like all these autoimmune conditions and how did adapting to a paleo lifestyle really help kind of just reverse that?
2: Well, I can definitely relate to what you're saying and it's very frustrating when you look normal and you're not taken seriously and it's like, I'm struggling really badly and no one believes me because I'm not presenting with this and this symptom.
1: What was the that moment when you were like, okay, I'm having X, Y, and Z symptoms. I need to change this. Like, what do I do?
2: I think that even when I was a kid, looking back, like I had chronic, like sinus infections, just different things that that I didn't think too much about. I thought maybe it was just that's how it is, and I thought that for uh, you know a long time. I noticed around 16 years old, I had. Um, and this wasn't diagnosed until five, six years ago, I have eosinophilic esophagitis. And I just, I kind of felt like early, like just like my throat tightening and stuff like that, swung issues, weird stuff in my esophagus, and then accompanying like uh, gut issues. So that's the stuff I, I, I started uh, realizing I was dealing with and suspected that it wasn't normal. So I, I just kind of, it led me down a path of being, 15, 16, 17, just reading books to try to help, you know, to diagnose myself and, and help myself. And in, in my 20s and 30s, just going from doctor to doctor to try to figure out. And there's, you know, more symptoms came up, you know, a lot was from the gut and, you know, I have more things I've been diagnosed with.
1: Was it just like you were always feeling just run down and sick?
2: Yeah, a a lot of fatigue, definitely uh, mental stuff. I just felt held back from fulfilling what I thought that, you know, like I was a kid. and In a way, I was like a kid or a young adult with energy, but I felt like crap.
1: You felt like you just weren't operating at 100%.
2: Yeah, constantly looking for answers. And that led me down a road of chemistry and biology in college. You know, again, like kind of seeking my own <laughs> answers, and and then and then going to all different types of uh, doctors, some more conventional than others, some claiming to be uh, more outside the box than than they were. They really weren't thinkers at all. So really frustrating, long journey. I I, I kind of discovered like the way of eating through through CrossFit, because people are doing paleo, and then eventually, you know. I, I definitely have a journey to to navigate still and I've been running this business for for 12 years which is a little bit of you know added stress so I, I have stuff to to work we
1: all suffer with stress I let me tell you don't yeah yeah, so, yeah so like I
2: can feel the effects of of that for sure for sure so,
1: I'm like I'm guilty of it too for like running the business like little sipper it's like people say, oh, well, that's great. And yeah, I'm definitely better than I was. But man, stress brings on a ton of different issues. And you're like, whoo, okay, now yeah. we got to manage the stress. But you found Paleo on the Go. You founded it. And that's actually how I discovered you for those listening and didn't know because you're a food delivery service and you deliver, it's all paleo and AIP. And what I love about your delivery service is that there aren't any gums, there aren't any natural flavors or like weird ingredients that I've seen over and over again in other meal delivery services and they claim to be clean. They claim to be like, you know, whatever the best and I look at the ingredients And I'm thinking, just like in the sauce that they use, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to wreck my gut.
2: Like it's gone backwards. I I felt like we were on a trend. and And like, I didn't look at it as competitors. I was like, this is great. More people will be helped. And more stuff was available in stores. And I'm like, okay, healthier options. And I feel like it's almost like now more just bullet points. But when you look at the fine details, I think things have gone backwards.
1: It's all marketing now
2: that makes me even more like, you know, not going down that road for whatever reason. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our ingredients don't have ingredients and and yeah. that type, type of thing. So- um,
1: I love that. Our ingredients don't have ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Now, uh, Lauren, you had mentioned too, You went more on a a paleo diet? So initially starting out,
3: my number one, like public enemy number one for me was dairy. Okay. I, I remember feeling like I was a scientist, like researching, and this was like 2012, and having the realization that casein, can also often be um, inflammatory, especially if you're already having hormonal issues, which let's be honest, they're probably, you know, leading back and the root of that is also gut. So for me, number one was eliminating dairy. And then I gradually fell into more of a paleo diet. For me, it was truly transformative. I think, I just remember the Eureka moment when my first lab coming back and my hormones were at, you know, optimal levels and my skin was clearing up. And I mean, this took years. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't wasn't like you
1: eliminated dairy, like, and then a week
3: later, everything was great. Uh Well, and that's the thing. And like to Dave's point, no matter how arduous our journey is and how far we've come, it's still only every day is like just the start because we still have, you still have your whole life. And I think there's always, just so much room for improvement and and bettering yourself. But ultimately I did land on the paleo diet, which has been just transformative, like I said. And now that I'm at a place where I've done so much to heal my gut, I can tolerate, which you're the one who put me onto this, good culture. Um, I'm obsessed now (laughs) I've with some smoked salmon and it's like one of my favorite uh, like high protein meals. So I can tolerate dairy now, now that mm. I, you know, 10 years later, I've done so much to heal my gut and, you know, dysbiosis, leaky gut syndrome. And I'm just so much more um, conscious of what it is I'm putting in my body, even, you know, making sure it's high quality uh, proteins, grass fed meat.
1: Yeah. The quality of food definitely makes a difference even when it comes to dairy. And like, I mean, I don't even do a lot of dairy myself, you'll see maybe like some cheesy recipe on my feed. And that's typically my husband's like portion or (laughs) it'll, it'll be like, like grass fed or goat's milk, goat's milk, cheese is a lot easier, things like that. Um, but again, you know, to your point is, you were able to introduce foods after the fact. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are maybe concerned about or maybe afraid to go on a certain diet because they think, oh my gosh, is this going to be like it forever for my life? And the answer for a lot of people is no. But once you start to heal your gut and then your body can actually process things a lot differently as opposed to just a leaky gut and there's holes that are like things are seeping in, things are seeping out. I know there's a lot of inflammatory foods and triggers for a lot of people and the paleo diet does seem to eliminate those, but also paleo on the go is AIP. So can you explain even what AIP is for those that don't know?
3: If you look at it like a pyramid, I think you have paleo and then it's going to be a very little pyramid, but you have paleo and then you have AIP on top of that.
1: So paleo is on the bottom and AIP is on top.
3: Yeah. I think AIP is a little bit more, I don't like to use the word restrictive. Um, I'll say a little bit more refined with um, its approach where you you do want to eliminate nightshades like eggplant, peppers, because those can potentially be inflammatory, um, really just lectins um, in a nutshell, which is why we love your protein. <laughs> <laughs> it's lectin-free. Um, yes, and um, apart from that, I think it's also, and Lindsay and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, is that eggs are allowed on paleo, but not on AIP, right? Because those can potentially be um, an allergy for a lot of folks who are inflamed,
2: right? With their gut. Okay. Yeah. There's other there's other protocols that kind of overlap, but a strict AIP protocol would eliminate eggs. So you have to add what you're saying, you're just you're eliminating any additional ingredients or, or foods that are commonly problematic.
1: Yeah. So like a lot of people are pretty familiar with the paleo diet now, right? No grains and things like that. But then like AIP, there's no nuts no eggs.
2: Not seeds.
1: Yeah, no nuts or no seeds, no chocolate <laughs> and obviously dairy, but that's also paleo.
2: You do an incredible job of making <laughs> and this isn't me, this is the chef really, but we have amazing tasting meals and it it you know, it's it's strict AIP. So that's that's just uh, something like I never would have imagined.
1: Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I've tried your stuff. It's it's amazing. It's crazy that it's actually AIP. Um, And then for those that don't know, AIP is autoimmune protocol. Mm -hmm. I will put a plug in for that pot pie. I never would have thought I could have such
0: an amazing pot pie on an AIP diet. (laughs) It is so good. (laughs) I actually eat that just about every week. Um, And you know, another way I like to view AIP is it's like an elimination diet, which is essentially a great starting point because then you can start there and then tailor it to what's good for you. So if you get rid of all the things that are the most problematic or that tend to be the most problematic, the nightshades, the dairy, the gluten, the eggs, like Lauren mentioned, the nuts and the seeds, um, which nuts, seeds and eggs are allowed and and nightshades and legumes. So nuts, seeds, eggs, Mm -hmm nightshades, Mm. legumes, all allowed on paleo. Well, no, legumes aren't really allowed on paleo. See, there's different variations, right? Legumes aren't, but nuts and seeds are typically and eggs are typically. Um, So there's a lot of overlap, but then what you do is you start there with that more refined diet. And then after a few months, as you start to feel better, then the goal is let's reintroduce an otherwise healthy food that wouldn't necessarily be on AIP, but see how you tolerate it, because this is something that was a revolutionary like aha moment for me is the goal is not to stay. And you guys all touched on this. The goal is not to stay super restrictive for the rest of your life because then you're not feeding your microbiome because all these different gut microbes, they feed on different types of fibers, different polyphenols, different types of foods. So it's the best way to do it is to try to reintroduce like flax seeds or small amounts of um, beans perhaps, because something that I try to teach clients is, it's not that beans are bad, but they do have lectins, which can be irritating to the gut. And my favorite saying is the dosage makes the poison. So if you are just eating like copious amounts of lectins, pretty much anyone would have a problem with that. But if you're eating small amounts in a balanced diet, that would be the goal one day, but while you're healing, you may not be able to tolerate any lectins. So that's why you start AIP, and then as your body gets healthier, see what you can begin to reintroduce and to tolerate. And it's amazing if if someone is really struggling with an autoimmune condition, if you can take them through this in a systematic way, it's truly incredible how food can be our medicine and how you know people can heal. And it's it's so rewarding to to see that play out for you know for people that thought that they would never be able to have a quality life again and then you you show them how to do the right things and then they have a quality life
2: and you you're kind of alluding to it that like first you have to get to a point where you are eliminating all these things mm-hmm. otherwise like you wouldn't be able to identify anything in particular
1: Quick pause because what would this podcast be without me sharing about the benefits of my very own digestive support plant-based protein powder by Newsest? If you don't know, I co-created the digestive support product by Newsest back in 2018 and it's been a top seller ever since. Why? Because I wanted to create an easy to digest protein powder without stevia or fake sweeteners without gums and without flavorings commonly found in other vegan protein powders. Not just found in protein powders, but also so-called gut support products. And these gums and additives can actually cause digestive upsets. With my protein powder, you'll find only clean, real simple ingredients And I chose to add a specific probiotic known to fight off candida and help the gut specifically. This probiotic is so strong, it does not need refrigeration. And since it doesn't need refrigeration, it can also survive your body's temperature, ensuring it survives once it gets down into your belly so it can start doing its job. You'll also find L-glutamine, which has been shown to help and heal seal the gut, heal and seal the gut. Now, this is super important because the gut lining, obviously you don't want things leaking out. You don't want things seeping in. So L-glutamine can help restore the gut lining resulting in an overall healthy and happy core. And we all know health starts in the gut. My digestive support protein is glyphosate free and contains no gluten, grains, or lectins. It's vegan, paleo, and keto friendly, as well as suitable for those on a candida or diabetic diet. If you want to grab a tub and start your journey to a healthier and happier gut and ultimately happier life, go to newsest.usa digest for a discount. That's n u z e s t. dot slash digest. This offer expires soon so take advantage while you can. Lindsay, you explained it so well and it's so important too to really do have a diversity in your diet because as you're saying it's good for our microbiome and needs all the different things and if you are so restrictive and you eat just certain foods then you're not going to have that diversity in your diet, which is not optimal for gut health either. Right. So there's this, there's seasons for everything. And you may be in a season where you need to be very strict and selective on what you eat to, to find those triggers. And if you're going on an AIP diet, for example, and you reintroduce eggs, let's just say. And you're like, whoa, eggs just don't agree with me, but hey, I can have nuts and seeds or vice versa, or hey, I can have chocolate. It doesn't affect me, but all these other things do. It's a really good way to find those triggers. And then, you know, if you don't eat eggs for the rest of your life, like eggs are great, but if that's the one thing that's causing you to flare up all the time, then fine. You know, like that's you, that's your chemistry. You know, and live your
3: life. I think, you know, what it is that's triggering you. And then even once you are ready to do that reintro for certain things. And um, whether for me like it was um really high quality, you know, pasture raised cottage cheese, or to Lindsay's point and to your point, something that is more fiber rich and you know, not only is Fueling that prebiotic fiber, but also your microbiome diversity. Um, pressure cooked beans. I think when people are in that super super inflamed state, and I can speak to this myself, you're so bloated. If mm-hmm. you eat a fourth of a cup of beans, like you can't take it, and you have people telling you this is what you should be eating, this is what's best for your health, but you know you try and you're like, what's wrong with me? why why can't i digest this no pun intended name of the podcast <laughs> um so i think that's so important too it's really getting yourself to that point where you can tolerate what's what you need ultimately and what's so good for you
1: yeah and also the way you prepare the food maybe you need to soak yeah. your almonds and sprout them and take the the skins off or soak your beans instead of just you know pressure cooking them in like a fast you know, state and things like that. So um, I wanted to kind of switch gears and talk about protein for a second and why protein intake is so important, especially as we age. Here's my
0: synopsis. I am
1: a huge protein fan to a fault, so much so
0: that I've had to really work to cut back on my protein intake because I am 125 pounds and I was eating 200 grams of protein a day. Just to put that into perspective, that's a lot of protein. So Mm -hmm. I think that was actually an issue for me. So I am a huge protein fan, um, but it's all about balance and moderation. And the reason why I used to eat so much protein is because I used to compete in bodybuilding. And so in that world, it's all about the protein. So, but I still eat protein. I just don't eat, you know, 200 grams of protein a day. So now protein is so, so important. Obviously we know it's important for muscle mass. One of the most important things you could do for your bone health is to resistance train and weight train. So in an indirect way, if you help to support your muscles, and then therefore you can put more of a load on your body when you're weightlifting, that's an indirect way that protein can build muscle and then therefore help your bone health. But I would say one of the main reasons is because our bone is comprised of collagen. It's 90% of part of the bone matrix, but it's about a third of bone is composed of collagen. And so collagen, you know, obviously some of the most um, richest sources of collagen would be like your bone broth or your collagen proteins. And so those can be really good for helping and supporting your bone health. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where if you think about, well, what is it made of? Well, it's made of collagen. Collagen is protein, right? It, it just makes sense that that you would need that to, to support your bone health. And then, you know, we could get into, I'll let y'all chime in about the, um, the importance of protein on bone health, but um, I feel like around this whole topic, there's also the topic of micronutrients and their importance on bone health, but we'll we'll stick with protein. We'll keep it focused right now.
1: Well, Lindsay, I do have a question though. Uh So there's, um, there's a lot of talk about how calcium supplements or calcium in general is actually not beneficial for your bones. And they are saying that a lot of people like all these years, we've gotten it all wrong that calcium isn't the the, the the focus for our bones and that we're actually missing you know the other uh, components so in yeah. your perspective, would you say that to for optimum bone health would you say that protein is better or collagen is better than a calcium supplement? So this is my take on
0: it I think that it's it's a difficult question to answer because I think they're all important you know how like to make a cake you need, that, I mean, not in our cakes, we don't use flour, right? <laughs> we use, well, we use cassava flour. We use yeah. other things, but just for our sake, right? Sure. Make a cake, you need the eggs, not not in our cakes. So maybe you use like the gelatin, but you need all these different components. But- If you were to just eat eggs by themselves, it's totally different taste than if you combine it in and and make this cake. So it's one of those things where I think each individual ingredient is important. And let's say you forgot one of the ingredients to your cake, it would taste totally different. And so it doesn't quite function the same. So I think they're kind of all needed in the right amounts. I think the reason why people say that about calcium is because the average American is eating a lot of dairy, and so they're probably already getting the calcium they need, the average American, right? Uh, And so if you're having the calcium, but you're not having the vitamin D, and importantly, if you're not having the vitamin K, The vitamin K is so important to shuttle the calcium where it belongs. So you can be intaking large amounts of calcium, but guess what? That calcium is now being directed to your arteries and you're getting calcification and you're getting kidney stones. You need the vitamin K, which is rich in your green vegetables. So if you're just having the standard American diet, you're slamming back your conventional milk, but you're not eating your greens, well, guess what? The calcium is not going to get directed into the bones. So I think calcium is important, but you can't just have the conversation about calcium without having the conversation about vitamin D which is needed to absorb it into the intestines and without having the conversation about vitamin K to direct it without having the conversation about collagen to build the bone magnesium to build the bone so it is complicated and this is why I love podcasts Bethany because we can talk about this in a podcast we can't always some sometimes we can but we can't always portray this kind of information in a 10 second quick little social media clip, which everyone wants these days. But I, my opinion is, this is why there's um, still unanswered questions is because people want the quick answer. But in reality, the answer is very nuanced.
1: No, I I totally agree. And I think there's so many different components that people are missing besides just taking, oh, I'm just going to take a calcium supplement. I'm good to go. And now would you say that the standard American diet, I mean, yeah, they are eating and consuming a lot of dairy. It may not be good quality dairy, but could someone consume too much dairy and Mm -hmm. then that can have adverse effects? Because as you mentioned prior, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. I mean, avocados are great. If you eat 10 avocados, you're not going to feel so great. <laughs> you right. Know? Why
0: I think too much of a good thing is a bad thing is because you are you start to eat things at the expense of other things you need, right? There's only so many calories you're going to eat in a day. And if you're eating all of your calories from this one food source, well, we got to give love to all the other micro and macronutrients. And so that's one reason why I think too much of a good thing is not, or too much of a good thing, yeah, it can become a bad thing, but absolutely. Usually we think we need more of something, but sometimes we need less of something. I, I do think sometimes people might think they need just more calcium and more milk to build their bone health, but once your levels are good on calcium, more is not going to help you. So now we need to look, okay, what are the other missing components here. I think you're you're correct in that statement though, absolutely. The first thing that
3: comes to mind for me is, like to Lindsay's point, that balance. So I know for me, for example, I do my best to prioritize protein and fiber. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I'm looking to source for every single meal. Um, also making sure my nervous system is in parasympathetic mode before I take my first bite, taking my breasts, maybe, Um, some digestive bitters, um, if I have something on hand. But I think prioritizing the fiber and protein high quality sources as well is huge. And it's another thing that I love about um, the Paleo On The Go meals. When you look at the, um, the nutrition for our meals, those are two things that we're prioritizing. Some of them are maybe a little bit more fun, but having that focus for me is super important and has been huge, so.
1: Yeah, and it's, again, to to Lindsay's point is that having such a diverse diet can not just affect your microbiome, but your bone health because you need all those different vitamins and minerals to facilitate, you know, the calcium and, and things like that. Now, I wanna also touch a little bit about the, the micronutrient differences in your meals and then kind of touch on just inflammatory foods in general and because I know Dave we kind of touched on your story but I kind of want to I I want to see like the end result you know when when did you start feeling like completely better or like that you whatever your diet was doing was actually working for you
2: that's a tough question i think i have a lot of work to do but I think that if I would have stayed on the path that I was on, I would have been in a pretty bad place, mm-hmm. destroyed. So, for me, eating you know this real food paleo diet kept me going and being able to push through at a certain level to hopefully still I'm so I'm still I'm still working on getting to a point that I can and and it's you know it's an endless journey, but I, I wish I had a, a a better answer for that.
1: Oh, well, I feel like we're all working.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. it's
1: never going to be like uh, we've made it to our yeah. ultimate health, you mm-hmm. know, goal. But to see such an improvement, you know,
2: yeah, I think it was some of the stuff I was suffering with started to go away, and that was that was pretty amazing because I had gone to specialists at the best hospitals, and and you know, they didn't find anything. So uh, it, it was really the elimination of certain foods and certain like sinus symptoms esophageal type of uh, issues went away i think that that's that's the biggest thing that i can point to as a win like that's that's a that's a life life changing type of thing you know mm-hmm. cuz when, when you're suffering it's it's no fun
1: yeah well and maybe i can uh, ask you this too because i know a lot of people experience this that are going through health issues it's the emotional side and social gatherings and parties and holidays and it can be really hard because you feel pressured to partake in what everyone else is partaking in or perhaps you even get like looked down upon because they're thinking gee like does this really make a difference or come on it's, live a little it's just one meal it's not going to affect yeah. you and at least I can speak for myself one meal will set me back like a week or two and I'll just be like in pain and I'm like no one one plate of this food I will feel sick for like two weeks straight and it's not worth it to me but for yeah. those that don't suffer with health issues they don't understand they don't get it no okay. so so how how did that play you know a part in the the whole like emotional aspect?
2: Uh, I mean, it made it tough. I think that there are things that, like, I never compromised on because, I, like you said, they would, you know, mess, mess you up for whatever, a week or sometimes longer with, you know, with people. But certain things like and, and probably wasn't the right decision, but I would cheat a little bit in certain circumstances. I mean, I was so hungry or whatever it was, wasn't prepared and I would pay the price, but maybe it wasn't as bad of a price. But, um, yeah, there's definitely uh, social impact to that. There's there's definitely uh, emotional factors there, too. I guess I, I don't have any great, like, advice. I, I kind of, you know, I just, I, I stuck to my, uh, what I was doing. And I it, you either get, like you were saying, like, oh, just live a little bit. And I could just kind of let that go. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who are like trying really hard to cater to you and, and they don't understand anyway. So like they, they're they not offering you any good solutions because they don't know what that would be. So yeah, that's, it's frustrating. It it was, um uh, whether it's a party or uh, a restaurant ordering, you know, a lot of the servers and cooks and stuff, you know, they're, they're not educated on that. So, so yeah, socially, there's an aspect to that and then just uh it's a frustrating thing.
1: Yeah. Well, Lord, uh, Lindsay, can you touch on that too? Because it, it can definitely be a, a roller coaster, especially when you have people around you that are not really supportive. Thankfully, Today is a lot more accepting and there's a lot of even, even more like restaurants and people like are very understanding yeah. about, oh, do you have dietary like restrictions? And so a lot of more people are aware, but it's still really hard. I feel like not necessarily in the friends circle, but in the family circle, I feel like for whatever reason, family is like the the people that are really the hardest to get to. <laughs> I'm laughing over here
0: because so my condition developed about 10 years ago and I come from a big Italian family. So pasta and pizza and spumoni and tortonia, those are Italian desserts. Those are all the rage in the family and we eat a meal. And before we're even done eating the meal, we're already talking about the next meal oh, what are we going to eat for this meal? I'm like, geez, like we're still on this meal, right? So food is everything and then the family. So when I decided that, okay, I'm not going to eat dairy or gluten anymore, it's like my family was about to disown me. <laughs> but now they just understand that that's how it is. And and okay, so this will kind of tie in a lot of the points we've we've talked about. So I feel like I've gotten myself and I try to help my, my clients get to a place where they can still live and enjoy their life, but they know their triggers to avoid and they know how to maneuver the situations. One of the biggest things I've done um, that's been great for me is I don't draw attention to it. So um, in speaking of the ups and the downs of the journey, I know people can't all see this, but I would say, throughout your journey, you're going to have overall, it's going to go up, but there's going to be dips and curves. But hey, as long as we're trending in the right direction, if you can take a bird's eye view and see that, oh, wow, over the last few years, I, I'm so much better than I was back there. But we have like for autoimmune conditions, we have flare ups. So I will tell you, I had a flare up semi recently. It was um, mostly stress related, <laughs> tying in all the points. Um, and I, I won't get into all the details, but I think that there was something that shifted in my gut. I think there was a little bit of mold exposure. I was exposed to mold. I had a big, a big flare up. So I decided, okay, when I, when I get in these flare ups, I have to get super simple on my diet. Um, Sometimes I do bone broth, bone broth and vegetable and olive oil fast, where that's all I'll eat um, for maybe a week. And then my flare up, goes and then I can go back and go to normal. Well, I had to be on this little bone broth whatever fast um, so I could calm my system down. And it was my grandparents 72nd wedding anniversary. So we're all celebrating, but what I did, I didn't draw any attention to it. I asked my parents like, please don't draw attention to this. We were out at a restaurant, but I was committed to bringing my my calming my system down. I went, I enjoyed, I had a great time, talked, laughed with everyone. But I brought a cup of bone broth in a little mug, and I just sipped on the bone broth and ordered tea. You know, so at the end of the day, no one no one should make you feel like you need to succumb to any kind of peer pressure. But if you can be in the moment and enjoying everyone's company. That's, that's really what I learned is the trick to, so people don't even notice what you're doing. And then, you know, that's all people really want is for you to be present with them. And if they feel like you're being present with them, but you're sipping your bone broth, what does it matter to them? So that's one thing now that's not always how I do. Like I'll, I'll go and I'll go out to a restaurant and I'll order, you know, salmon and some sauteed veggies because my system does totally fine with that. And so I think it's about understanding what to order off the menu, you know, in your regular life. And then if you do happen to be in that season, like you mentioned, Bethany, or in that phase of your life where, okay, right now I need to keep things a little more simple, then just don't draw attention to it. That's the biggest advice I have. And and once you make the connection that you can still enjoy people's company, um, then I think it really shifts people's perspectives.
3: For me, the holidays for you know, once I started kind of just being more conscious about, you know, what I, what it was I was eating, I remember they were so anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to your point, I think both of you touched on this, you do almost feel like a burden, like everyone needs to treat you special. And you're like, I'll figure it out, but then it it is hard for you too. And I think now we're seeing a true paradigm shift, even within our families that maybe have been eating conventionally for, you know, generations. I think we are starting to see that shift, but you know, if I didn't kind of put my like mom, for example, on the right path, who also suffers from um, an autoimmune condition and is on prednisone right now and is dealing with so much, um, and she had no choice but to really make that swap, um, it, it can just it can be tough around the holidays. And um, not to be a plug, but the fact that we are gonna have a special product. Um, Coming out soon that I think can help people a lot. And we're actually doing this with Bethany. I hope I'm allowed to announce
1: that. Oh, go ahead. Spill the this is this is gonna come this, no, this is gonna come out probably around the same time that I'm announcing it. Perfect. But yeah, you guys, if you haven't seen my Instagram post, that I have a special collab with Paleo on the Go, and these are not just paleo, but AIP desserts. We've got pumpkin pie made with my lectin-free protein powder. And we've got so many other crazy, delicious desserts that not just you, but your entire family and friends can enjoy. And I will tell you, they do not taste like a quote diet dessert or any kind of special diet food. This is like legit indulgent with still relatively low in sugar. There's no grains. There's no eggs. There's no nuts. There's no seeds. There's no dairy. And I'm sorry, now I'm going on a rant, but I'm so excited because now you can have all these desserts for Thanksgiving, Christmas, bring it to your family and your gatherings and everyone can enjoy it. And you don't have to feel like oh, I'm bringing like this this special thing just for me. Like it's for everyone to enjoy. And this could be the opportunity for you to really reach out to your family who's kind of been on the fence about health in general and be like, oh, look, healthy eating doesn't have to be boring or bland. And I think that's, that's such a great point and a great conversation to have with your friends and family is, look, it, you thought, eating healthy was this way but really it's just cutting out all the chemicals and preservatives and those things and you can still enjoy really good food just in a different way with just real food
3: and food is such a bonding thing um i think it can it truly it brings us together and i think when you do have those situations where you are making the swap and you know you are following an AIP or paleo diet and the like meticulous attention to detail and the ingredients and everything that you need. If we can streamline that and and have it delivered right to your door, that's kind of fabulous, you know?
1: Well, paleo on the go too, like obviously you have savory meals. It's not just desserts, but of course I'm, I'm like the dessert queen. So that's why I'm like offering all these desserts for the holidays. But just in general, paleo on the go, if you're in a season, maybe you're pregnant, maybe you're just like so tired and you're so sick you can't make food for yourself because I've been there too. And I'm just like, I can't deal like, but I also don't want to order out because (laughs) that's going to put me in a worse state. So that's what I love about paleo on the go. Like maybe you can just cater to those people that are in that season right now that just need good nourishing food. They don't have to worry about the chemicals or the gums or the natural flavors and get them to a place where they don't have to rely on a delivery service all the time, but they need to get into that place in this season of their life.
0: I'm so excited about these desserts and my face lit up when I heard that because I remember talking with Chef Ann over at Palio on the Go about uh, helping the macronutrients of the desserts. And I always... Love making desserts with protein in them, and protein powders are a great way to go. And it's hard on AIP because a lot of the desserts that are made with protein powders are like the whey based proteins or, you know, just proteins that would not be AIP approved. And so this is a game changer because now you're getting something that's both macronutrient friendly and it's not having the chemicals and preservatives and it's micronutrient friendly. I mean, we're combining the best of like all three worlds right
1: here. So I will definitely be trying these. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I gave it to my, just like a fun story. I gave it to my husband to try because you guys had sent me some, of the the pumpkin pie that I've collaborated with you guys. And obviously I got to try them early and we were taste testing them. And so I gave a slice to my husband yesterday who does not like pumpkin pie. He is not a pumpkin pie fan. I was just like, try it, just try it. Cause he knows like I'm doing this collab and he's like, whatever, like fine, rolls his eyes. And he went back for a second bite. He's like, you know what? Like that's actually pretty good. And like, he's not a pumpkin pie fan. So all that to say is if you don't like pumpkin pie, maybe you'll like this one even. <laughs> Good
2: well, testimonial. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shout out to Anne.
3: Um, Chef Ann, we all joke that she's a wizard in the kitchen because she truly is the way that she, she's very innovative with her approach and technique and the way that she designs the recipes. Um, not only is everything handcrafted, but it's very Thoughtful, She puts a lot of love into everything and you can taste
0: that um, and I think you, you can truly feel it. So yes, I will
1: vouch for that. Everything you just said, I vouch for it. She's amazing. Well, everything you guys are doing at Paleo On The Go is just amazing and the stories behind it. I just love that every person that is behind Paleo On The Go really has a passion for it because it's not just some sort of business, but it's it's a, a community and you really are out there to help people, which I truly appreciate because so many people are now just duped because by just like these businesses that are like, hey, get our product, it's great, they get it and it's full of inflammatory oils or whatever the case may be. And they're like, man, I feel so... I feel so duped by by everything. So I love that you guys truly do have a passion for it. And each person here has their own health journey and health story. And uh, I think that's what makes it great. And I'm coming across this a lot, but a lot of people are saying, and me included, that my health struggles have been probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because it's brought me and it's brought you guys to where you are today hundred percent. Amen.
2: Good way to look at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I
3: mean, catapults you to, it's kind of like you can't have the light without the dark. I think it does. It brings you right to where you, you need to be, even with the struggle of everything. I think you're able to, to come out a stronger person, wiser, and a common sentiment that I've heard for all of us today is through our health. Like, how arduous our journeys were and and not getting answers from um, Western medicine, which is not to say that there's not a time and a place, we had to be our own advocates. We had to self-advocate. And I think that is also an attribute that you can carry over in so many sectors of your life. And if that first place was you having more autonomy over your health, and then it can carry over into other things, that's powerful. And it's something
1: that I I feel in my bones. <laughs> I like
2: we- that, Lauren. That's good.
1: Well, that's a good note to end on. And again, thank you so much for everyone to coming on the show today. If you guys want to get the dessert combo that I am offering for Thanksgiving, this is a one-time deal. I will leave that link in today's show notes so that you guys can grab that and bring it to your Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.
4: Looking to build a more robust foundation in your health and well-being? From the producer of Digest This comes one of the most popular alternative health shows on Apple Podcasts, The Dr. Tina Show. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic physician and chiropractor, traditionally and alternatively trained in science and medicine. The show features exclusive interviews with experts such as Sean Stevenson, Mike Mutzel, Mark Groves, and even solo episodes covering metabolic health, pharmaceuticals, chronic diseases, long hauler syndrome, and pain management. Dr. Tina delivers the information in a no-nonsense, real-world style, and she has the science to back it up. The Dr. Tina Show is edgy, entertaining, and informative. Every episode will leave you with a new pearl of health wisdom to expand your knowledge base. When you're empowered, you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. Resilience is the name of the game, and Dr. Tina is here to guide you on your way. Listen to The Dr. Tina Show today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resident Media.